So I'm really, really pleased that uh, for our next episode of Methodist Central Hall Westminster's podcast, we have a member of our congregation, Ada Obubiko, who is joining me uh, via Teams, via Microsoft Teams or Zoom. We, well, it's Teams, but uh, we're doing this online. We're not in the same room, so we're definitely socially distancing. Ada, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? We're doing this after the morning service. How did you manage to get in and watch the service this morning? Yes, I did watch the service. I really enjoyed it. And I actually, you know, went through the chats as well. So I was reading the chats as well. So that was good. And afterwards, we joined in, uh, joined in the fellowship uh, session on Zoom. Zoom fellowship. So what, what were you drinking at the Zoom fellowship? Are you a tea or coffee drinker? Oh, I'm a water drinker. <laughs> a water drinker. So how, how have you been during lockdown? Um, how's, how's uh, you know, the church work social life how's that been for you during lockdown what have you found good and interesting and and what have you found difficult like many people it's been uh, a huge experience it's been quite big and I've had you know a new change for me because I started uh, in a new workplace and I started it was incredible Um, that was quite a testimony but we won't get to that yet so after two weeks worth of training in March, so the first two weeks of March, I started working straight from um, at home. So I haven't, for a lot of the colleagues that I'm meeting and working with, I've never really met them in person. And for my work, I think it's really important to be able to engage with people. Um, when you're talking, speaking to clients, it's good for them to be able to trust you. So kind of managing those relationships online has been interesting. And I think working from home also has its challenges. It's quite difficult to manage your time because in some ways people think you're very much available because your calendar's clear. But, you know, you might actually have other things that you're supposed to be getting on with in that time. So that's been interesting. So, the yeah, work dynamics has been interesting. In terms of my faith and spiritual life, I think that has blossomed in this time. I've had a, um, been able to read the Bible more. I've been able to, uh, I'm so glad that Methodist Central Hall was able to have its online fellowship. So I've been able to go to the, serve, join the services, um, connect with people through church as well. So been having calling people, speaking to them. Um, so it's been good in that aspect too. I've had uh, in my spare time, I've grown some tomatoes. So I've been doing some gardening. Um, yeah, this has got, gone well. Shared with my neighbour, managed to just pass it over the fence to her. Um, yeah, and grown some thyme. So yeah, it's been it's been okay my end, but of course I think um, it's been a challenge for some people mm. yeah I just wondered as a as a young person in London how has how have you found COVID and what what are you looking forward to apart from getting your lovely sourdough bread in the restaurant what are you looking forward to as things start to ease and we're able to possibly get back to a little bit of how things were or do you think things are going to be different from from now on do you think this is going to have a, a an effect in the way your life is going to be in London for the next few years um, I think, yeah, that's a quite a difficult question. So in terms of sanctuary, I think we've we've had a growth in the number of people who've been attending the sanctuary calls. And so that's great. So people have had more, you know, passed more time on their hands because they're not commuting. And so they've been able to get involved. And um, we thank God we've also been able to reach out 
via the internet so more advertising social media so um, the sanctuary group is growing this is something that I, I wish will continue so this type of outreach I hope that continues uh, and doesn't end with lockdown I think it gives lots of opportunity it's going to be difficult to kind of merge the two online uh, community versus, um, versus physical but I'm really hoping that those two things could come together to grow the church. In terms of what I'm looking, how my life has changed or what I'm looking forward to, I think one of, one of the things that I'm worried about is that there's a fear of people, that there's a residual fear of people. So um, I often, when I'm on the tube or on the bus, people speak to me, like they will, we'll just chat, have a really nice chat with somebody like sitting next to me on the bus. Um, but as people are rightly trying to stay safe and take care of their health, that these sorts of things might stop happening. And I think we would lose a little bit of personal contact. Um, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Something good is that I feel people have connected more with their friends. I'm hoping that is true. It has been true for me. So I have connected more with my friends, made a greater effort in calling them and talking about more important topics. So I'm hoping others have been doing the same. And so they've, you know, have deeper friendships mm -hmm. because they've reached out to people more. In this time and I yeah I hope that continues. Yeah I think um, we had as a family we had more contact in the first few weeks of lockdown because my family are, are 200 odd miles away uh, you know through zoom chats and quizzes and all sorts of things and with all the friends that maybe you know due to physical distance I can't just meet up for a coffee or something we can easily get on to zoom or, or or other you know skype or facetime whatever and, we, and you can see people and it, it's been a great way of doing it like you say it's not the same as seeing people in in person but sometimes the technology has enabled us to uh, to sort of nullify some of that effect so speaking of uh, faraway places uh, where did you grow up and what was it like right so I was born in Nigeria I was born in a in a village so I had a quite a village upbringing so yeah and in, in a village everyone knows everyone all the kids play together um had great great time um i remember my fondest memories include as the parents are cooking all the little children come together to cook as well so we mimic what the parents were doing and would all go to each other's houses and decide what we're getting from whatever the you know the parents are using and then bring it together and then cook together our food was never any good but um it was hilarious um yeah growing up in nigeria is good fun we had uh, some great traditions such as once a month when the when you have the full moon we have like in the evening everyone's gone to bed then though you get you hear some knocking at your window and then you're supposed to come out and play because it's quite light and it's very safe environment everyone knew each other so you go out and play at night and how did you end up in london what what made that move happen so my father was actually living um in london so I didn't grow up with him I in, in Nigeria. I had my my mom, my sister, my extended family, but my dad was already in London because he had a scholarship. 
um, to go to Oxford University. He studied there and then uh, got work. And so we came to join him. And that's that's why we came to London. And which area of London did you move to first? East London. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, Tower Hamlets. I actually remember it's Devons Road. And my primary school that I went to was a great, great primary school, Clara Grant. Lovely. Really good fun, yeah. <laughs> and how how is how is moving from a small village in Nigeria to one of the biggest cities in the world? What, can you remember what that transition was like for you personally, and what did you do to cope with it and things like that? So um, yeah, I mean, I think when we were still in Nigeria, I couldn't imagine what would happen. I we knew we were travelling to London, but I couldn't fathom what things looked like. Um, my mother was very afraid of going on the plane. I remember she was quite worried about the plane. So she had her Bible with her. She was praying basically the whole time. But me and my sister, we had a great time on the plane. We were running up and down, playing with other kids. Um, then we landed. And then, yeah, it was just I just remember seeing so many people. I think I was very quiet when we first landed because it was a lot to take in. And also, I won't ever forget our ride to uh, my dad's place so it was quite late at night and the you know street lamps were out and the cars had their lights on so on the road it was just it just looked amazing I was just in awe that's that I remember that feeling very clearly I was in awe of all the lights and how different things looked and the and the yeah buildings Really Great. good feeling, yeah. So you went from primary to secondary, and and um, how how was that um, as a, a teenage girl growing up in London um, with, with a Christian background, Christian faith? How did you find um, times at school? Was it good fun? Was it difficult? Were the challenges that um, sometimes faith helped you with, or? Hmm. Well, so in my primary school, it was very interesting because in East London there were a lot of Asian. Uh, children a large Asian population so I learned a lot about the Muslim faith and things like that Eid um, so it, it was great I feel like people were just connecting you were just sharing ideas sharing traditions and that was great but, but I think there's a little jump going into secondary school because um, there's more exploration. It's a bit more difficult to say you were Christian. We, I, or there was a, a greater division between those who had faith and those who didn't. So I spent more. I spent a lot of time with uh, Muslim friends and things like that. And but it was like, okay, we're we're the ones who are uh, talk about faith and things like that. And there are other people in the school who don't and who would feel. Um, perhaps challenged if we if we said something that you know or who considered us a little too rigid um but yeah I had I had good friends who like one of the people from my secondary school who I think was like one of the lo most loveliest people um in in the school she's very devout Muslim um and we had a uh, deep friendship uh, at the time and I think I found my 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 group of friends who mm. had faith. Yeah. Interesting. Really interesting how um, and also, you know, the, the kind of with younger people, we've seen this in, in uh, some of the work I did in Northern Ireland, how younger people can often are able to share common values together. 
that maybe as adults they found a lot more difficult to to comprehend. So you 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 left school, went on to university. Where did you where where was that? Where did you go on to? I studied chemistry at Imperial College. So I stayed in London. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, over the Imperial College, for those that don't know, is over towards in Kensington, isn't it? All right. Yeah, yes. Was, yes. South uh, Kensington. Yes. Lovely part of London. So in this time, we've moved around London a little bit. So my secondary school time, I was living in North London and for university, we moved uh, to Fulham. So I was able actually to walk to uni. Um, it's, it's, it was about 40 minutes, but it was a good walk in the morning and I enjoyed it. Um, I, Yeah, Imperial College was my first choice. I loved the atmosphere there. I thought, wow, this is the place. I felt comfortable. I felt like people were really... Um, engaged in learning and it just felt right for me and of course the area is very nice the museums are great um yeah and just out of interest because it's it's um it's an area particularly um a government initiatives and education initiatives to get young girls into sciences um so I, I mean were you one of the few girls there um you know from your background as well I mean is it is it kind of how did you find it or were there more girls there on and kind of my, my kind of final question on that would be what do you think people can do to inspire girls more into sciences oh um in chemistry I think there was a good balance but it's probably few more guys than girls but I think it was a good balance I was the only black person in my year um but yeah that that was fine people were uh, very kind um into why why did i go into chemistry and science i've always i've always been quite bookish and so i did sciences and maths at a level uh my school was good at encouraging everyone to do you know work on their strengths and for me at a level i enjoyed chemistry that was the that was the uh, class that I did the best at. You've since continued from undergrad and uh, we, we announced the service the other week you were awarded your PhD recently so was that through Imperial or did you study that elsewhere? Yeah I stayed also at Imperial. I um, I stayed, I, I enjoy working in the lab. I love the challenge of it, I love the problem solving, um, I love all things organic chemistry and mechanisms for those who know so I wanted to further my experience and yeah I had the opportunity to learn uh, to do some research about organic semiconductors so made some polymers. Um, How do you see God within chemistry and within science is it something that you can see clear trends is it do you see God as a scientist do you see elements of, of um, how God is is involved in creation or in chemistry or do you you know do you just sort of you know kind of work in them as separate disciplines as it were um yeah i absolutely think god is behind science and chemistry because things are ordered right so part of organic chemistry and drawing mechanisms is that you can tell what would react in what way because of the electron density you look you look at what it what the properties are and then you can see how they react and so there are rules there are fundamental rules that govern these reactions and I think it's just incredible that you know we are made from carbon and any other element is it can't sustain life like carbon does um it's in, it's 
I don't I don't think those things are by chance. We spoke about your time at Imperial and during that time when you were uh, you know concluding your studies you you've sort of uh, come to us at Methodist Central Hall Westminster. I just wonder if you can tell us a little bit of how you ended up in uh, at Methodist Central Hall and how you found it and and kind of um, why you've stayed I guess might be another good question. <laughs> I think it's a it's been a journey to be honest with you so um I initially, right through growing up, I think we've always gone to like maybe Methodist Protestant churches, but I've always thought of myself as a non-denominational Christian. So I've gone to lots of different types of churches um, in all, all different manners, types of churches. And then when we moved to Fulham, there's a, a Fulham Broadway station very close to it. There's Fulham Methodist Church. So I went to that um, regularly. And when then we kind of we moved houses, moved all the way to West London, Hounslow. And my mum discovered River Court Church. That's also Methodist. And funnily enough, our Methodist minister, who was a Fulham uh, Methodist church, had moved to River Court. So it was as if we followed her to that church. Um, so we went to River Court and... Um, of course, as circuits sometimes have uh, events, River Court sometimes went to Methodist Central Hall. So I got to hear a little bit about Methodist Central Hall from River Court Church. And then I moved, I became a subwarden during my PhD and was uh, living at Waterloo. And Methodist Central Hall was essentially the closest Methodist hall um, for me. And so I could walk to, to church and that's how I started attending. Reasons for staying, it felt like home. Um, I was really welcomed. I was welcomed a lot by Auntie Grace. And um, she was incredibly lovely um, when I came to church. I enjoyed um, the sermons. I enjoyed the groups. I like that it's very active and vibrant. It's a very vibrant church. I say non-denominational. Is is there a particular time in the church year that you look forward to? Um, at Central Hall is the, you know, is the particular times of the year that you're like, I'm so glad I'm a member of this church. Um, I actually really like the covenant services in the first um, week of January, I believe. That's actually very powerful. Mm. So um, I do look forward to that. Um, I like the daffodil services as well. That's a huge, huge. You must be the youngest person to have ever said they enjoy Daffodil Day. So well done. (laughs) That may have to get edited out, otherwise I might get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, it's a, it's a. I really enjoyed the service. Um, I like that so many people come, and I, yeah, I like that about Central Hall that it's quite a, it's a place that people, all Methodists, come together, and also non-Methodists come together as well, right? We had the. Um, thy kingdom come service so other churches as well one question i like to ask people and this is you can answer this either as christian or as non-christian as you like secular as you like what's a book that you find yourself gifting to people more often than not so and it could be a book of any kind but you know what's a book that you're you're constantly giving away to people uh, either for free or you're sort of lending it out Oh, I I think I should do that more. <laughs> um, but the book I've gifted away more is Mere Christianity. Um by C. S. Lewis, of course. I think it's 
yeah, it's such a good book, introductory book to Christianity and gives a good foundational reasons for for being Christian and for even just leading a moral life in general. So, yeah. What's the most useful thing you've bought under £50 in the last two years? And this is a real curveball. It can be just under £50 or it can be £5 or something else. Like it's just something that a gadget or, or some item... I'll tell you what item I bought. I don't know if it's the most useful. It's pretty useful, but I bought it because I think it's quite environmentally friendly. I bought a fountain pen. Oh, lovely! Yeah. So now I use a fountain pen. It looks it looks fancy. <laughs> oh, you have one day. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, it looks fancy, and I think I think it's I think it's the way forward. I think people should use it more. You just get your ink. You, yeah you you say you don't have to throw it away and you can keep it for years and there's a lot to be said for actually physically writing things isn't there and I think you know I've got a few cards from friends next to me on my desk sometimes it's nice to be able to receive something hard and on paper and then because more and more and more of life is now virtual it's sort of nice to be able to get um you know sorts of different things let me let me have a plug for Michael from church, Michael Moss. So he and I have been communicating during lockdown via letter letter writing. Oh, so, yeah, and he always uh, comments me on my handwriting. Oh, <laughs> like, lovely. oh, what lovely handwriting you have, Ada. <laughs> if you could go back 10 years, maybe 15 years from, from today, um, what do you wish you'd known then that you now know? I wish what what I wish I'd, I was more confident and what do I know now that's made me more confident I f- what I know now is that the only person I should fear or the only person that I should consider their opinion of me is God's so I wish I'd known that earlier and owned that yeah well Ada thank you so much for your time uh, it's been a real pleasure to have you on the Methodist Central Hall podcast. There, re- there was one final thing because you you are an ad, um, you are someone who, who listens to quite a few podcasts, and you've been listening to a, a podcast recently as well. I mean, uh, you, do you want to tell me a little bit about this other podcast that you've been listening to? All right. So I listened to Unbelievable um, by Justin Briley, and I think it's just such a great podcast. They cover lots of different topics from experts and from uh, the listeners as well. And it's just, it's interesting to hear different points of views from those who, you know, aren't Christians and of, of other faiths as well. Um, highly recommend it. Also Lovely. reading the book, yeah. So Excellent. Well, Ada, thank you so much. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to hear from you and uh, look forward to seeing you in church sometime soon. Take yes, care. you too. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.